Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, go to verse number 10. And let me just give you a little bit of context. If you're just new to our church, someone sent you the link, and you're like, what is this Zoe thing? What is this church thing? I'll tell you where we're at. We are in a study through the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is that thing that if you flip your Bible like right into the middle, it's going to probably land on Proverbs. Proverbs is written by a man named Solomon. Well, about 95% is written by a man named Solomon. Solomon's dad was, whoo, Solomon's dad was, he was a bad man. He, he was in a good way. He was the king of Israel. He was, when God found his dad, he said, I finally found a man after my own heart. David was such a man of war that when we come back from winning his Laker championship, they throw the parade, not on Zoom, in person. And they say, they say, Saul has slain his thousands, but David, his ten thousands. David was a, whoo, David was a bad man. And David gave birth to a son, Solomon. But anybody knows that just because the dad is one way, that doesn't mean the son will be the same. His man was, his father was a man of war. Solomon is a man of thought. He's a thinking man. Solomon gives us three books in the Bible. Song of Solomon, the book of Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. In Proverbs, it is a collection of a collection of wise sayings. In fact, Solomon, God says of him in 1 Kings chapter 3, there has never been and there will never be another man as wise as Solomon. So Solomon, when he was the king of Israel, when he led, Israel never experienced more peace, and they never took more real estate. He was a man of wisdom. And so he writes here in this collection of collections, wise sayings to his sons. He wants his sons to be wise like him. And so he's through his experience and through his insight, revelation, knowledge, and understanding, he is giving his kids wisdom. He's saying to his son, the themes of life. He's saying, sons, life is between good and evil, righteousness and wickedness. It is between abundance and poverty. It is between fidelity and adultery. It is between life and death. He's teaching his kids the power of decision. He's saying this because I'm your dad. It is not a given that you're going to be wise. It is not a given that you're just going to do the right thing. Son, you have a choice. You have a choice. Will you live in righteousness or will you choose wickedness? We live in abundance or will you live the life of poverty? Son, 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 son. Are you going to be diligent or will you be lazy? Because let me just teach you the difference, son. The diligent man will prosper and the lazy man will suffer. Which way will you choose? He is teaching his kids how to flourish and how to prosper. Aren't you glad that God in his sovereignty saw fit in all the 66 books in the Bible, God saw fit that you and I needed this book. In fact, we've been saying around Zoe, a proverb a day keeps the fool in me away. Because all throughout Proverbs, just addressing the fool, the fool, the fool, the fool, the fool, and contrasting it with the wise man. The wise man does this, the fool does this. We talked about it last Sunday. If you missed, you got to check out the podcast or the YouTube. The fool in me keeps fooling me. He's got to go. Just hit yourself on the head if you're a fool. Hit yourself twice. Bop, bop. you got to just hit yourself. If you sit next to a fool, hit him with your elbow. Kidding. Guys, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, don't elbow your spouse like that. That's not cool. 
So we have said all that to say, we're going to jump into today's subject in the book of Proverbs. And I want to talk to you today, one of the main themes in the book of Proverbs, Solomon writes to his kid about paths. He writes to his son about roads. And he says, son, there is a road, there's a path that leads to abundance, and there is a path that leads to barrenness. So I just want to ask you if you're on the right path today. I just want to, as we start 2021, just be like, are you going down the right path? It was amazing. Uh, Christmas break, we had the best time. And, uh, and, and we went over to Hawaii. We went over to Hawaii for Christmas break. That's a pretty good Christmas break. I got to be honest. And, and so we went over there. And Julia, you know, my wife, she's, my, my wife is a planner. My wife is very organized. And, and my wife, when we went over to Hawaii, she's like, there's a few things I want to do. Now, when we're on vacation, we're not really on vacation. We're on agenda vacation. I'm like, oh, because I thought we were just going to play in the ocean. But okay. One of the agenda vacation items was Julia wanted to go see a waterfall. She wanted to go see a waterfall. So I was like, all right, we're going to go see. I, we've done this before in Hawaii with her family. We were there one time. We went on a beautiful stroll with strollers. And we went on this leisurely walk up this paved road. We saw a waterfall. It looked like Jurassic Park. It's awesome. So I was like, I'll take you on a water. We've done this before. I'll take you to another waterfall. Love that song. TLC. Let's go. Let's go to the waterfalls. We're chasing them. We're not supposed to, according to the song. But we'll, we'll go. So I told the church, we're there preaching at a church. That's how my pastor's kids, my sons are going to grow up. Son, we turn pre preaching ministry appointments into vacations, okay? That's what's going to happen in your life. So so we're over, So I told the church, uh, while we're over here, my wife, uh, agenda vacation lady, she would like to go to a Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls moment. So like we, can, we are going to line up for you, Pastor Chad, the best waterfall. Well, you, aren't you guys just great hosts? So uh, they tell me the place to go, and, and we line it up, and we get there. Now, I'm expecting, because Julie and I have done this before, I'm expecting paved roads. I'm expecting strollers. Fam, when we got into the jungle, we were walking in Jurassic Park. Mud and, and bamboo sticks in running water and I was just like where have we come and it was a three mile hike up the steepest I've got a two year old a five year old a seven year old and me I'm not even counting Julia it's just I and me okay I'm a baby too so we, we, we go climbing up this mountain the boys are in heaven I'm, in, I'm, I'm like oh gosh oh gosh oh gosh oh gosh I'm melting this is my kryptonite okay I'm dirty oh my Nikes oh, just dying So we get lost on the waterfall hike. And we finally find some people that are coming down. They look at us like we're crazy because we got little kids. And they're like, they're like, are you guys going up the waterfall? And I'm like, she has an agenda on vacation. It's what I have to deal with. They're like, okay, if you want to go up, just follow all the pink ribbons that will take you on the right path up to the waterfall. I just love that because the, for the rest of the two hours it took to hike three miles, 
anytime I felt lost, all I had to do was remember, follow the pink ribbons. The pink ribbons mean you're on the right path. I want to tell you today, we are not following the wrong path. We are going on God's path, God's light, God's way, God's agenda. Watch here together, Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. You're good, my man. We'll, we'll bring you back. If you go to Urban Outfitters real fast, just grab me a beanie, all right? <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4. My man look like he's straight out of Stumptown Coffee. I love it. Get me a coffee while you at it, dog. Proverbs 4 verse 10 is all love. I'm in a Carhartt jacket. What can I say? Proverbs 4 verse 10. Hear my son. And receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom, and I have led you in right paths. Verse 14, do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it, and do not travel on it. Turn away from it, and pass on. Ain't no pink on that path. Verse 18, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines even brighter unto the perfect day, and the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Last one, verse 26, ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Ponder your path establish your path. God is so concerned about your path that he doesn't even just speak to you. He talks to you about raising your kids on the right path. In other words, God wants you to walk on the right path so well that you can lead your children on this path. Watch what it says here. Proverbs 22, 6. Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. God is into paths. God is into your path. I took a class when I was in high school. My freshman year of high school took a class called Pathways. And it was supposed to be, in, as a freshman in high school, you're supposed to decide what career you were going to have when you grew up. So in ninth grade, as a 15-year-old, I chose my career. At that time, I chose the career of a DJ. The end of my year paper, the DJ in me. Okay? I just... Ones and twos. You get it. Little did I know I'd be hiking up waterfalls. But God has a, a clear path. God has the right path. He doesn't just want your children. It's amazing. We live in this culture. It's like, I, I'm not serving God. I'm not doing the right thing. But I want my kids in church. I want my kids to know God. I want my kids to understand these stories. No, no, no. God wants you on the right path. And you're blazing that trail so much, your kids want your faith. Your kids want your joy. Your kids want your strength. Want to preach a message today, write down the title. If you're going down the wrong path, turn around. If you today are going down the wrong path, I want you to stop and turn around. Get off that path. There is not pink on that path. 
that there's no, there's, no, there's no abundance on that path. Some of you got influenced by the wrong crew and the wrong people down a path that has destroyed your marriage, that has destroyed your finances. Stop and turn around. It's called repentance. Repentance is not crying. Repentance is not tears. Repentance, by definition, is a 180. It is literally making a U-turn. You ever come to a light and you see up there and it, it's just and it's it says up on the sign, no U-turn? If you're going down the wrong path, permission. U-turn. Get out of that thing. Stop using that thing. Stop acting a fool. Stop being that way. You're not called to be deviant. You're not called to be deceitful. You're not called to be someone that, that is not respectable. If you're going down the wrong path, Stop it. Turn around. Because today, God is calling your name on the right path. The path that has peace. The path that is established. The path that has an abundant life. Jesus is over here on this path saying, there's room for you over here. There's life on my side. That path cost you more than you ever wanted to pay. That, that, that path right there, do you see where it took you? You are more bitter. You are more angry. You are more frustrated. Nobody likes being around you. Why? Because you are infested with sin. Stop being intoxicated by unforgiveness. Get off the wrong path and on to the right one. That's what I say to you. If you're on the wrong path, no shame. If you're on the wrong path, I'm not mad at you and neither is God. If you are on the pa wrong path right now, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He is beckoning you. He is wooing you. He is calling you on to the right path. I'm going to give you four things to write down today. Write down number one. I love this. You make your plans, but God has the last say. You can make your plans. That's fine. You can make all your plans for your path. I am on a, a path for this, that, and the other. God I'm fine with plans. You can make your five-year plan, your one-year plan, your six-month plan, your two-week plan. I don't care how long or how big or how small or how great your plan is. I'm just telling you, make your plans, but God has the last say. Watch what he says in Proverbs chapter 16. And man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Oh, I love this. Proverbs 21. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels towards all who please him. A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. Oh, I love this because God is about trying to take you from your plan to his plan, from your path to his path. He, he, you're saying, oh, I know what's best. I know what I'm going to do. Listen, James said in the, in the Bible, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Your life is a vapor. Instead, you should say this, if the Lord wills, I'm going to be on this path. If God still wants me to, I'm going to be on this path. I make plans. God orders my steps. I got to be honest, as, as, as Angelino, it's very exciting. The, the, the restaurants are opening back up. I, I know we're still on the sidewalk, but I'll take it. Listen, beggars can't be choosers. I know we outside with space heaters, but be beggars can't be choosers. Do you know how much I miss having someone walk up to the table and just ask, can I take your order?
It's the kindest thing you've ever asked. I'd like a salad. And a club soda with lime. Add chicken onto the salad. The fast is over. The, the, the Bible says you, you, you make your plans, but the Lord orders your steps. He orders. You're going to have this, and I'm going to bring this, and I'm going to let you do this. See, see, the problem is for most of us is we want my plan over God's plan. And what I am married to, and what I thought my life would be, and where I'm supposed to go, and who I'm supposed to marry, and my profession, and my... Many plans does a, does a man have in his own heart. But the Lord says, oh, that, that's, that's great, but I've actually got something better. It's not that God thinks that your plans are small. It's just that he's got something so much greater. He doesn't do it because he's upset with you. It's design. It's his destiny. It's for the greatest fulfillment you could ever experience. This path is God's plan for your life. That, I think that's why Jesus is like, listen, guys, let's just, let's just pray a powerful prayer. I must decrease and he must increase. I've got to be okay with just saying, okay, I've got my little schmeasley plans here, but God, you're the boss. Can you see Jesus? He's in a garden. It's called Gethsemane. He's about to die. He's about to go to the cross. He's saying to God, I don't want to do this. This is not my plan. But nevertheless, your will be done, not mine. Come on, clap in your home right now. Thank God if you're grateful to get on his path. Because getting on God's path is saying yes to his plan. It's your plan for my finances. This is your plan for my body. This is your plan for my future. This is your plan for my home. This is your plan for my city. I'm on your path and your agenda, and I am glad to be aligned with your will. Oh, I love this one. Write down number two. I love this one. It's that you, you have your opinion. God gives you counselors. So you can have your opinion about paths. You can have your opinion about future. I, I, listen, you could tweet all you want. I'm happy to hear your opinion. We're grateful to hear what you think. It's just at the end of the day, so that you stay on the path while you're running your lane, God brings around you counselors. Just in case you start getting, you ever have a friend go funny? I'm not talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about funny, like, oh, huh, that's weird. I, never, I, never, I, didn't, I didn't see that path coming for them. Not the path I choose. God, God, God puts counselors on your path to help. These are called pastors. These are called parents. These are called connect group leaders. These are called community friends. He puts, there's, there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. Watch what, the, this, watch what he's saying to his kid. Watch this, Proverbs 15, 22. Without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Proverbs 19, 21. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. 
God, God loves you enough that when you get on this path, he puts around you encouragement. He puts around you other thinkers. He puts around you other people that see it from another vantage. And, and, and the problem is, is you're going to get down the wrong path. You're going to go down the wrong path if you're like, it's, it's, it's me against the world. It's my way or the highway. Yeah, I know it's right. How do you, how do you know it's right? Because I just know that it's right. Oh, that's cool. Uh, what, what, do you, what do your parents say about that? Oh, I haven't talked to them. Okay, okay. Maybe we should. I don't know. I just throw it out there. Have you talked to your pastors? Oh, they're just so hard to get a hold of. They wear Carhartt. What about um? What about your connect group? Have you? What do, what do they think about it? Oh, I'm not in the connect. Do you see how the tactic of the enemy is to get you by yourself? Because the enemy knows that when you are lonely, you are prone and susceptible to being under attack. And so he says, get on the path that has counselors. One of, one, of, one of my favorite images that comes to mind is, y'all remember when T-Mobile had the Fave Five? Not, not, uh, not that I've ever been a T-Mobile guy. I'm an AT&T guy. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. I would never do T-Mobile. I'm a man of God. But I enjoyed the commercial because I had Charles Barkley. I'm a man of God. I would never do T-Mobile, but I appreciate the commercial. Who's in your Fave Five? Y'all remember MySpace? I, never, I didn't have a MySpace. I'm a man of God. I didn't have them, but I remember they had that thing. Top eight. Is a favorite eight? Top eight? You wicked humans here that did that. I, I didn't have a MySpace. I'm a Twitter guy, Instagram guy. I didn't MySpace. No way. <laughs> but do you have like, do you have three people? Do you have five people? I always get afraid. It's like, it's just like, I have my mentor. Whatever my mentor says. You, got, you only got one? Because the scripture here says, the multitude of counselors. Because I need a little bit of what they say and a little bit of what they say. And they had great thought. You need godly counselors. You need people, we talked about it last week, that have the wisdom from above. That you, you don't need a bunch of friends telling you, do whatever path you want. You just do you, boo. You just go down your path. Okay, how's that working out for you? I'd rather go down the path with counselors, people challenging me and encouraging me and equipping me and inspiring me and asking the right questions. You can have your opinion. Not matter your opinion. Just bump your opinion up some godly counsel. Write down number three. I love this one. You have your dream, but God requires diligence. Everyone gets on their path and they're like, I'm on the path. It's awesome. I'm on my path. It's got pink. And I'm going to get to the waterfall. And we're going to wash off the mud because I'm on the path always dreamt of being on this path I'm all for dreams I hope in 21 days of prayer and fasting you got a dream I hope in 21 days you got some vision like vision is from God God is the dream giver 
I texted a friend this morning. I was like, I don't know what's up with you, bro, but you've been in two of my dreams in the last week. I don't know what that means. I just, I'm just texting you to let you know I love you. I'm with you. I don't even know what that means. But you just you keep showing up in my dreams, so I'm just being a good friend. I love you. And the person was like, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You mean this much to me, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what it means, but God speaks in dreams. God speaks in vision. You can have your dream. That's fine. Have your dream. But when you're on this path, don't think that I'm on the path. Let's see what happens. I'm on the path. All right, I'm good. No, no, no. When you get on this path, it is a path of diligence. It is a path of work ethic. It is a path of putting your hand to the plow. Don't look behind you. Clap in your house. If you are thankful, God has put something big in your heart which means you got something big in your hand. Oh, let me read this one to you. Proverbs 21. Oh, I'm sorry, 21.5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. But those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. The hand of the diligent will prosper. Opportunity is mainly disguised as work ethic. In all the time that you have dreamt of the path of legacy and the path of fruitfulness and the path of impact and the path of, of great things in store for your family. It's beautiful. But do you hear what Solomon is saying to his kids? Do not think because you have a dream you're good. Do not think because you chose the right path, you're good. It will require of you diligence. It will require of you getting up in the morning and doing your job to the best of your ability. Oh, I love what Colossians 3.23 says. It says, everything you do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. I'll never forget when I first got hired as a youth pastor, I was 19 years old. First thing they did was they asked me to cut my hair. It was down to here. Someone got a haircut for the glory of God. It's my new path. And I remember I'd go to Bible college every morning till 12. I'd go to the cafeteria. I'd have a lunch, and I'd drive to the church, and I'd get there by 1 o'clock, and I'd work at the church from about 1 to 6 every night. Then I'd work all weekend, and I just, I just remember having this thinking that, like, I think I'm getting a paycheck. It's kind of like pennies. I think I'm working pennies on the dollar. But it doesn't matter because I wasn't working for the pastor, and I wasn't working for a paycheck, and I wasn't working for man. I was doing everything unto the Lord. Don't be diligent because of a payday you want to have. Don't be diligent because you think you can get a greater vacation. We are diligent because God has placed us on a path that requires our diligence, requires our discipline. You can have your dream. I love your dream. I applaud your dream. Tell me your dream. I want to hear about it. But don't tell me your dream unless you're willing to be diligent. That's what he's saying to his son. He's talking about paths. He's talking about counselors. He's talking about dreams. He's talking about diligence. Listen, listen, if you're on the wrong path, turn around. There's abundance over here. There's righteousness over here. There is peace right here. There's prosperity on this path. I'm there's friends on this path. There is so I'm telling you, there is beanies, Carhartt, and Stumptown coffee on this path. I'm preaching to myself right there. Preaching to myself. He's saying, listen, 
I want you to understand something. It is not just a one-time decision. Okay. Well, if it's good and evil, oh, no doubt, I choose good. Saying on this path, you still gotta, you still gotta clear out a way. You still gotta carve out some space for your family name. He said, I, I, I went by the, the sluggard's house. I went by the lazy man's house. Ooh, he's got weeds. He said, I went by the lazy guy's house. He's, you know, he's, so, he's so lazy, he can't even lift his hand from his bowl. I went by the lazy man's house. He's got weeds all over his front yard. I went by the lazy, man, the lazy man's house. This is how he describes him. He says, a little sleep, a little slumber, and bam, poverty ran up on his home. He's saying, no, 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 not you. You choose a path of hard work. You choose a path of diligence. Come on, clap right now if you're grateful. I'm willing to do whatever God has put in my heart. I'm willing to work, work whatever he's asked me to work. Clap a little bit louder and thank him today. This is my path. And the last one, worship team, you can come join me. You have your persona, but God works on your heart. You can have your persona. You can have your, you know, people think this about you and image management. We live in this culture where everybody's like managing their image. My brand ambassador. Don't want to hurt my image. That's fine. Okay, I'm good. Have your persona. But one person you can't fool. You can't trick God. You can't filter your heart to make it look good when God's watching. And God says all of this to say, I'm actually going to test your heart. Last scripture in the book of Proverbs today, Proverbs 21. Every way of a man is right in, the, in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. Proverbs 17, 3, in the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire. The Lord purifies your heart by the tests and trials of life. So in other words, when you're on the right path, you are not exempt from God testing your heart. God says, I'm going to test your motives. Why are you walking with me? Why do you call me Lord? Why do you serve other people? Why are you a part of the local church? Why are you building a family legacy? It is so that it makes you look good or so that your children will walk in an inheritance. You know, the Bible actually teaches us that the righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children. You ought to start right now banking an inheritance for your children. A wicked man leaves them with bills. A righteous man leaves them with inheritance. So the Lord tests your heart. He just weighs your heart. Again, if you're going down the wrong path, don't worry. Turn around. We have seen where God's path takes us. It is a life of diligence, no question. It is a life of counselors without question. It is a life of God's agenda over our agenda, without question. But one of the things I love about God is as I'm running down this path, see, because you got to get the image. I am not lazily walking down this path. I'm a Christian. Go to church. Now, I, I, I see it more like Paul. Paul says, I don't know about you, 
but I'm going to fight the good fight. I don't know about you, but I'm going to run my race so I can win it. I don't know about you, but I'm going to do everything in my heart to fulfill the call of my life. So you got to choose today. Not just the path that you're on, but the rate you're going to run it. Do you want to just watch everybody else run? Watch everybody else succeed? Watch everybody else have peace? Watch everybody else have goodness? See, the invitation that God is making you today is to not just get off the wrong path. It's to run on the right path. It's a greater invitation. See, we see it as religion. All right, all right. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to do that. I won't do the bad stuff. I'll go to church. I'll stop by. If I got to listen to Hillsong, I'll listen to Hillsong. No, 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 It's not what Solomon is saying to his kid. He is saying, son, do you realize what happens over here? It is a world of blessing. He says one time to his son, the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and he addeth no sorrow to it. It will overwhelm you how good God is. Oh son, I'm setting before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose wisely. Now I got to preach to some people because some people at home are like, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is me. I don't know if this is a message for, I know what Pastor Chad, why are you trying to get up in my business and preach at me today? Because God is so good. Sometimes he's got to get a message to your life because you're going the wrong way. One of my favorite stories in all the Bible. One of my favorite stories. How was your break? Glad you came back. We need you, dog. Drew, one of my favorite stories in all the Bible is a story about Balaam. This is one guy, I'll, I'll keep it short, there's one guy named Balaam. He's got a donkey and he's got this donkey and he's ready to go down this path. And so he's, he's been riding this donkey for a long time. This is his donkey. It's like Shrek right here. Donkey, this is his donkey. And he's like, all right, donkey, let's go. And he's like ready to go down. And donkey ain't moving. He's been with this guy a long time. And Balaam's kind of like, you ever go out to start your car and you're like, this is a 2018 Toyota Corolla. This should never happen to me. So Balaam's like on the donkey like, starts hitting his donkey. Two times he tries it. Three times he tries it. Then all of a sudden, the donkey speaks. And all of a sudden, God opens Balaam's eyes to see that there is the commander of the Lord's army, an angel in front of him, standing in his way because ba Balaam was about to go down the wrong path. Sometimes God will stand up on a Sunday and get you a message to your spirit to say, I'm standing in the way. You're not going down the path of 2020. You're not going down the path that destroyed your family. You're not going to do what your grandfather did. You're not going to do what your dad did. You're going to get off that path. You're going down righteousness. You're going down abundance. You're going down freedom. You're going down peace. Oh, come on right there.